This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Hello and welcome to the Willow Spectacular episode of 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And I'm the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And with us, as always, is our awesome producer, Jesse Sedgley. Say hello, no! Jesse. <laughs> Yes, as as you heard, and as you might have heard, remembered from last week, this is our Willow Spectacular. This episode is all about one of the greatest movies ever made, which Daniel agrees with me on, Willow. Yes, this movie, uh, in the Daniel rankings of movies, number one on my, on my list. And probably because I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. One of those types of movies that, like, Big Trouble in Little China for you, which sucks, mm-hmm. but you like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Things like that. <laughs> It just amazes me that you love this movie, but you've never seen Star Wars. We'll get into that later. That's a good thing for now. But uh, real quick, also, uh, everybody want to just uh, make sure you all know about a couple of the other shows on the Awesome Podcast Network. There is Geekly Dose, which Tim Bridgewater and Stephen Nocentelli, I believe yes. I said that correctly this time. Oh, mm-hmm. you got it. They talk about all the geekly news and everything for the week. And the other one is called Duo Attack. That's with Jesse Sigley and Justin Owens. They talk about hero clicks. Yep. And next episode, we're going to reveal what the next 3D map will be and cover Ooh. a little more things that we missed about the last 3D map. Check those podcasts out, guys. Definitely. Yeah. They're as good, if not better, than ours. So if you like <laughs> ours, give them a shot. All right. Let's get right into Willow real quick. A uh, quick summary. Uh, it was released on May 20th, 1988. It opened at number one in the box office for that week, which... Uh, is awesome, but it actually beat out the sequel to another very popular and successful 80s movie, which was Crocodile Dundee. Good so, I might. Exactly. And <laughs> also, uh, something that kind of made me giggle in, deep inside inside, giggle, of, giggle. Uh, <laughs> inside of me was, uh, of course, we did talk about Friday the 13th last week. This opened one week after Friday the 13th Part 7. Oh. So it kind of ties into last episode. Uh, Willow had a $35 million budget. Uh, it's opening weekend it made eight point three million, which uh, I think we talked Friday the Thirteenth and nineteen eighty made like five million. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a decent opening bad, weekend for an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, <clears throat> though, a fifty-seven million million dollar gross. So, thirty-five million dollar budget, fifty-seven million dollar gross. That's like a plus of what about twenty-two million minus advertising and all that cost. So, it did make money. It wasn't a blockbuster, uh, per se, like you know uh, Star Wars was, uh, but still made a lot of money. It's most people know this movie. Especially even if you didn't grow up in the 80s or not, but it's just one of those movies that everybody seems to know or have seen or remember. The iconic performances, of course, Warwick Davis, Val Kilmer. I think everybody had a crush on Sorcha back in the day. I did. I know still I did do. too, my friend. <laughs> still do. Uh, but we don't want to do trivia later, but I got a quick one here about the summary of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie happened because George Lucas wanted to make The Hobbit, but he could not get the rights to it. So he said, screw that. I'm going to mix The Hobbit with Star Wars and make Willow. How about and, that? So, <clears throat> and you, you see, see they finally making The Hobbit, what, 24 years later? Yep. So, Almost later yep. than never. It finally got done. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, of course, uh, quick summary of the movie. Danny, you want to talk about this? just the quick overview of the plot? Well, it's um, an evil queen is trying to destroy this, well, who's going to be a princess named Melora Donnan. And um, it just goes along from there. One of the, what was the, like the... What would she be considered? The lady that... Oh, Finn Rizal? No, the lady... Oh, Shalindria? No. Who are you talking about? <laughs> the lady that actually put her... Put oh, the, like the nursemaid the or whatever? Yeah, nursemaid. Yeah. Brings kind of, it, you know... Very biblical, you know, like Moses was put in a... No, she's about to get killed, so puts kind of makeshift raft together and floats lower down and down the river. For a hastily composed raft, that thing held up pretty good. Yeah. Little waterfalls and everything. <laughs> baby didn't get wet. And, and the baby not moving. I mean, I know it was young at the time, but just the slightest... It was scary. Yeah. 
<laughs> I would have been scared. Anyway, of course, then the Nelwins find the baby. Yes. Yep. A young Nelwyn by the name of Willow Offgood. Yep. Who is a farmer. <laughs> she <What>? said farmer. <laughs> he finds the baby, of course. Decides they have to go on a quest to bring the baby back to where it belongs to fulfill her destiny, etc., etc. Awesomeness ensues. Meets Val Kilmer, who plays one of the greatest, the greatest swordsmen ever. Mad, Mad Morgan. And uh, meets a variety of different characters along the way. Kind of blows up on him the whole little travel, like he's just expecting. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to bring this to the nearest Daikini. <laughs> that's what Burlcut wants to do. Yeah. Oh, he's a Daikini in a cage. Leave the baby with him. Because everybody, yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Exactly. That's pretty goes much. from there. Exactly. The epic storytelling. I'm sure if you're probably listening to this, you've probably seen this movie. If not, please go see it. You will you will worship us for having introduced you to this movie. It's a awesome movie. It's like a medieval Star Wars, but only one movie instead of three. And only say three because the second three weren't as good as the first three. Kind of reminds me of some of the old RPGs I used to play yeah. on the Nintendo. Like This actually was a game on the Nintendo. But that I didn't play, game. unfortunately. I think I rented it once. I don't think I got very far because back then you can only rent games for like a day. 24-hour <laughs> rental. So it's like you got to play it as much as you can for 24 hours. Then you have to bring it back in time or you get a late fee. But anyway, let's hit up the cast real quick. Of course, Warwick Davis plays the title character, Willow. You might remember him from, from such films as Wicked. Or not, not, not the movie Wicked. <laughs> he, played, Wicked. he played Wicked in Return of the Jedi, which was his first role. Didn't, and, uh, didn't Lucas talk to him about, approach him about playing yeah, he the liked, Willow part? Yeah, he uh, in the commentary on this DVD, that, uh, which is really good, and I highly recommend watching it if you like commentary. It's very informative. But uh, Warwick t- uh, tells that story how Lucas kind of saw how he was acting in the Ewok costume. and like, wow, this dude, this kid's pretty good. Gave him the role of Wicket. Kid is, is right, too. Yeah, he, he was, was 17 right. when he made Willow, guys. Mm-hmm. Which you wouldn't, I mean, he's a dad, father of two in Willow. <laughs> so got busy early on. I guess yeah. in the Nailwin culture, they don't, maybe they have shorter lifespans, so mm-hmm. they have to get busy earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, you know, now when years is like, you know, like dog years, like seven years to a human year. Maybe they're like some Five. similar ratio or something. But uh, recently, uh, Warwick Davis, of course, uh, some people remember him from Leprechaun. He was the leprechaun that has the shiny shoes. And then uh, also he was, I think you remember who he was he, in Harry Potter. He was in Harry Potter. He played, I believe, two characters, Professor Flitwick, and he played one of the goblins. Mm-hmm. Like in the, le- uh, in the first movie and like the later movies. Yeah. I forgot the goblin's name. Though. Yeah, but uh, that's why probably most younger people would know him. Yeah, from would be definitely. probably Harry Potter. They probably wouldn't know him, but yeah, he's covered with makeup. Yeah, you know? extensive, especially. That's one thing he, he that he said in the commentary too. He he loved this movie because he didn't have to wear a mask. He was, it was his face, except him. for a wig. It, it was a wig, me. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm real. Uh, of course, about the awesome '80s Val Kilmer, who you know if you listen to this podcast, we know we hold dear to our hearts. Plays Mad <laughs> Mardigan. Uh, of course, Val Kilmer, Top Gun, Top Secret. Uh, Tombstone, Tombstone, epic. A lot of T movies. Exactly. That's a strange. Yeah, Thunderheart. We talked about that earlier. So it, maybe that's a theme with him. Uh, this movie doesn't begin with a T. I'm not doing it. It's my T year. Heat. Oh, it, maybe it has to have a T in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somewhere. Batman. Made exception for Willow. <laughs> this was before. No, he's like, I'll let, this one's so good. I'm, I'll let the T rule fly. Mm. Something like that. Uh, Joe and Wally, the lovely and beautiful Joe and Wally, played Sorsha. Uh, Pretty much the only thing she did after this that I remember uh, seeing her tied to was the Scarlet miniseries, which was a sequel to Gone with the Wind, which was a it, TV movie. It, in their prime, like I have, I have two like to me just totally beautiful women, besides my wife. You know, before <laughs> I met her, and Joe and Wally was one of them. Uh, oh, definitely. The, the other was Marissa Tomei. 
There you go. I, mean, you, I always tell my wife, you know, I'm always looking for the second most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> always looking for her. So I, I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, and, you know, she also married Val. Before this movie released on May 20th, they were actually already married because, of course, they filmed the movie. That's when they kind of fell in love, whatever. Uh, they didn't eventually divorce. They do have two kids, so. Oh, wow. I didn't know they were married. And uh, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a shitty story, too, because, uh, quick aside, he found out he was getting divorced by watching CNN, and it came on CNN saying that Joe and Wally Kilmer files for divorce from divorce, 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 <laughs> divorce from uh from Val Kilmer. Divorce. Hey, boys, and uh, it was while he was filming. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, actually while he was filming the Island of Doctor Moreau, and he said it was uh, Val mentioned that it was probably one of the worst moments of his life. Damn. So kind of sad, but well, she's, she's available now for I any single guys about. out there. Yeah. Uh, Rounding out the cast, you had Gene Marsh, who played Bav Morda. Uh, any student of 80s film like me, a child of the 80s, would probably remember her as Mombi from Return to Oz, the witch who took off her head and put on different heads and pursued uh, young Feruza Balk as Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how most people remember. And the also legendary actor... Movie. Exactly. We'll definitely do that one. Down I've never watched that. Excellent. Good. <laughs> of course. That one's creepy. It's, it's parts of that, that movie still creep me out. It's so... 1986. So weird. Uh, but uh, Billy Barty... One of the uh, most, most famous, famous dwarf actors, definitely, mm-hmm. of, of our time. He was the high all one. He was also in Legend. He was Gwildor in Masters of the Universe. He was uh, the uh, dwarf cameraman from Weird Al's UHF movie, which we'll also eventually do. Uh, he, he did some television shows, too. Yeah, most people would recognize, especially his voice, I think, is very... Yeah. You can mm-hmm. recognize, oh, hello, I'm Billy Barty. That's a terrible imitation. <laughs> I'm sorry, Billy Barty. Apologies. Uh, but uh, Kevin Pollack, most people remember him from uh, Usual Suspects. Never watched. Mm-hmm. Comedian, oh, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's how he got his start. Uh, he was Rule, uh, one of the brownies. Uh, he was all... Uh, me the and Autumn, drunk brownie. Yeah. <laughs> Bia! Uh Actually, me and my wife watched Kevin Smith's Red State, which is mm-hmm. his latest movie, and he was in that. So I was like, oh. For a short funny. moment. Yeah. <laughs> a very short, a surprisingly short moment. If you've seen no, the movie, you yeah, know no what we're spoilers, talking about. but yeah. Uh, and then Rick Overton played uh, Kevin Pollock's partner in uh, Willow, Jean. Friend Gene. Uh, most modern people would know him. Uh, oh, uh, younger people might recognize him. He was Pam's dad on The Office. Mm. In like the, the uh, three episodes, I think he's actually in. Maybe it's even two. Uh, he was also in Dinner for Schmucks. He was the beard man. Never watched. Yeah. Which I only saw it once. <laughs> I, when they, I was reading on I'm IMDb. It's like the beard man. Like, I don't remember that, but I'll mention it. So I'm sure somebody would recognize that. Uh, rounding out the cast again, we got uh, Rick Overton. Oh, I already said that. I'm sorry. Phil... Uh, Von Darkaro, I totally massacred that, but he's Von Kaw! Little short dude. Uh, he was also in Bordello of Blood, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. He, was one of the, he was one of the random Ewoks. No. <laughs> Didn't say which one he was. That I guess he was you never seen. unnamed mm-hmm. Ewok. Exactly. Uh, Patricia <laughs> Hayes played Finn Rizal. Uh I remember her mainly, she was in The NeverEnding Story. I don't think, I guess you haven't, I would assume you haven't I seen. Think I've watched it once, but I don't oh, know a lot about it. God her. bless you, lad. I just remember the big, that's the big flying. Yeah. Falcor! Yeah. Fal- Fal- We'll get to that one too. We gotta watch that one. But uh she's the uh wife of the little short dude in the basket. Uh I don't know if you remember the scene where uh I, I won't. Okay, well <laughs> for the people out there watching who actually seen the Neverending story, she's the wife of the little dude when Atreyu's walking through the uh I forget what gate it is, but the one with the sphinxes opening their eyes and blasting the night. She's the wife, the the nagging wife of that little wee dude looking at Atreyu through a telescope. So that's what I. That's the only other thing I know her from. And uh, uh, Pat Roach played General Kale, which this dude is awesome. I love this dude because not only does he play General Kale, but he was also in Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom as two separate characters, and he got killed by Indy each time. Yeah, he, 
if you guys don't know, he is six foot six. So if you want a imposing general, they they definitely casted that correctly. Oh, definitely. And uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, you can recognize him. He's the Nazi that gets chopped up by the propeller when uh, the big epic fight uh, outside the airplane. <laughs> Hmm. It was Spoiler him. alert! Spoiler, yeah. he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and then in Temple of Doom, he's the uh, he's kind of like the slave leader in the mentioned title t- t- titular Temple of Doom, who gets his uh, he fights Indy on the uh, the treadmill going to the rock grind. I don't remember and he Temple gets of Doom. Sucked in and crushed. I remember I've watched hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark and I watched Last Crusade, but not Temple. And I watched the whatever the latest one was. So we oh, two I'm sorry, you. I'm sorry, died. you had to watch Kingdom of the that, Crystal, Crystal Skull. That was my wife and I's first date and. It's a miracle y'all survived, my friend. You should have you should have put a ring on her finger right mm-hmm. after that movie. Our, our, our third date was the happening, <laughs> and we made it. That's that's unbelievable. Uh, that's a that's a true love story. <laughs> I mean, that should that should be a movie. It was for the first date. It was either uh, Indiana Jones or Kung Fu Panda. Oh, Kung Fu Panda. In hindsight, yeah. In, in hindsight, hindsight, I wanted Kung Fu Panda, but. I don't know if she was up for the computer animator at that time. Well, I mean, honestly, going going into Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, everybody was, like, so hyped up, like, yes. But then watching it, everybody's just like... It was pathetic to me. Maybe it made you look good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should have gone and seen Kung Fu Panda. Or what if it was like, yeah, oh, God, he's taking me to see this? Yeah. Really? It's so he bad, just, it makes you look good. Oh. Well. <laughs> Uh, then also a lot of cast in this we movie. We still think it. Uh, David Steinberg <laughs> played Willow's best buddy Migosh. He didn't do too much after that. Uh, Eric was Gavin O'Harely. Uh, I remember him from Twin Peaks. He was a uh, one of the officers on Twin Peaks. And then uh, Mark Northover played Burglecut, the annoying, very well cast uh, antagonist like, of Willow. You didn't want to like that dude. Yeah, you hated yeah. him. Everybody hated him. And there's there's a little. I want to touch on this briefly because as as I was looking up the cast, a lot of these people are, unfortunately aren't with us anymore. Uh, Billy Barty died in 2000. Uh, Patricia Hayes, played from Rizal, died in 98. Pat Roach, unfortunately, died in 2004, so that's why he was not murdered by Indiana Jones in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, <laughs> which is probably a good thing. Uh, David Steinberg played Migosh. Died uh, pretty recently. Yeah, 2010. He lasted the longest out of the ones that have passed. And then Mark Northover, who played Burger Cut, also died in 2004. So, again, this movie's going on next year. will be 25 years. Oh, you'll know they'll come year. out with, hopefully they'll come out with some... Oh, I hope so. Uh, anniversary nor backstory. Yeah, stuff. the big rumor is background. is that it's going to be a 25th anniversary Blu-ray. Hmm. So, because it's not on Blu-ray yet, so really would love to see this movie in high def. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, moving on to the crew, directed by Ron Howard. A lot of people don't know that that have even seen the movie or paid attention to it, but because uh, mainly, of course, Ron Howard's done uh, lately, of course, excuse me, drama and early in his career, he did a lot of comedy. He did Splash, uh, Cocoon, Parenthood. You know, so this was a really unusual choice for him at that time, as yeah. opposed to like now, which where he's, of course, he's done Beautiful Mind, Apollo Thirteen. Uh, so, but I think he did a great job in this film. Definitely uh, had an epic feel, some very memorable shots and action sequences. So, I think he did a great job for doing sort of an untraditional or uncharacteristic type of film for, for him. him. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, old, old Opie made Willow. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, Richie Cunningham. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but one thing that has always stuck with me ever since I first watched this movie is the music. The theme from Willow is freaking awesome. To me, it's one of those like top five movie themes of all time. It's yeah, right you, up there with Star Wars for me, uh, which is and it, which is no surprise because it's done by James Horner. Uh, in my legendary. Opinion, I would definitely mm-hmm. give him that uh, adjective. Uh, next to John Williams, I think he's the best composer in the business. Uh, 
some of James, Horn, James Horner's other stuff, everybody I'm sure would know, would be Braveheart. Uh, more recently, did Avatar. He also did Titanic. Worked again with Ron Howard on Apollo 13. He also did Glory, and again with James Cameron on Alien. So he's almost like a, it's almost like a Burton Depp relationship. Him, he's, he's done a lot of uh, Cameron's flicks, and also obviously a couple of Ron Howard's too. So he kind of sticks with that. So. But all of his scores are very memorable, very epic in the feel. Like when you hear that, that score from Willow just open up, it's just, or even in uh, Braveheart, that, you know, the mm-hmm. subtle theme, you know, how it, the end, Braveheart when the he dies day. and everything, you know, it's just, just really, I mean, he makes some really good music to it's me. It's just one of those types where you could listen to it for a second and you know what it is. Yeah. Like if you, somebody just randomly started it, bam. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's from Willow. You know, exactly. That type of memorable. And uh, remember last week when we were joking about the quiz, I asked you, who's the DP of Willow? Yeah. Well, I looked it up. It's Adrian Biddle, or Biddle, depending on how he pronounces it. So we, we now have that question answered. If anybody listened last week, it was like, oh, it's Adrian Biddle. If you, if you actually knew that, send us an email, and we'll send you some sort of virtual prize, like a typed letter. A recorded <laughs> thank you. Smiley face. <laughs> or we'll mention you on next week's show. We'll do something cool. Uh, but uh, he also was the DP on Aliens and The Princess Bride. What's that email they can send it to? Oh, the, oh thank you for letting me know, <laughs> reminding me. Uh, the email, guys, is 80srevisited at gmail.com. That's 80s, no apostrophe, nothing nope, like that, yeah. no spaces, revisited. So please shoot us an email if there's any anything you want to, <laughs> anything you want to add to it, uh, any movie you, we might have mentioned, or if we got any facts wrong, let us know. We are not egotistical maniacs. We will humbly apologize on our knees on air, even though you can't see it. So <laughs> now, we'll, uh, we'll profusely apologize. As much as I'm a Willow fan, um, I I don't know this. I don't know if you do. Was this the biggest gathering of a of a dwarf like? Because the opening scenes of Dwarf, uh, in terms of since like Wizard of Oz, I don't, I, I don't know. I, w- I would say I would. My guess would be yes. I don't know for sure mm-hmm. because of the sheer number of because people. And this is before CG. Yeah. In a in a big you know to where they would multiply. I mean, he, actually, I be- I'm willing to say it probably is because uh, going back to Will- uh, Warwick <coughs> Davis's commentary, he mentions uh, when him and Migosh and Man Mardigan are at the crossroads, the Nakini yeah. crossroads, uh, and that army's coming. He makes a note on the commentary that that's all real people. That's not wow. CG, so the, it was hundreds of extras. So I would assume it's probably safe to to say that it probably, at least for its time, definitely since then, um, I but, wouldn't know. Because Howard made you really feel that that was that that was a village on into itself and had <sighs> its own little feel to it. I mean, there had to be at least a hundred. Oh, at least like, yeah. yeah, especially at the end. When they're all it's running. just it's just awesome watching. You know when he's doing his dissipating pig trick. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> just the people in the background. It almost it. They did such a great job in making it feel like they were just experiencing that. They wasn't act. They weren't yeah. acting at all. And we were talking about this earlier on the way over here to do the podcast. Like there's a scene where uh, Mims is uh crying. Yeah, when the uh, dogs are attacking when the dogs are attacking, and it just it feels bad. But you have you kind of have a feeling that they made her cry because it's so well done. Ron Howard whispers in her, "Your mother's dead." It's <laughs> 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 okay. We're just kidding. Good. We got the shot. Let's go. It's, she's alive. Here she is. <laughs> Good acting, little one. But it was just... <laughs> I would say, like, I mean, I would guess that it would be. It, it definitely has to be up there because I can't think of anything aside from maybe Return of the Jedi with all the Ewoks, you know, as a, or like you said, Wizard of Oz being a large gathering of uh, dwarves. I don't know about all the Ewoks. I don't know how many... Well, you, you'll see. You know. <laughs> you'll, you'll, in, in like less than a month... Off. Less than a month. I'll plug that right now for you guys. The Star Wars Extravaganza podcast, <laughs> popping Daniel Star Wars cherry. He has not seen any of the OG 
trilogy Star Wars. He's going to watch them. We're not watching the special editions, mind you. We're watching the VHS pure versions. Uh, they are on DVD, but it's the VHS versions, non-special edition. So he's watching the ones that we've all, all everybody who knows what I'm talking about has grown grow, grew up with before Lucas went back and added dance numbers and all that crap. Now so, um, you're going to have a you know a couple of our friends, not a couple, we're gonna pretty good bit of our friends come over and watch it. The schedule format will be like I'll we'll start and I'll watch a movie. I'll watch A New Hope, and then after A New Hope, we'll come in here and do the podcast of it. We'll have some couple of guest stars. Uh, to, yeah. in, our, in our minds, they're guest <laughs> yeah, stars. Guest stars in our of, circle. <laughs> Hopefully you'll feel the same. A couple work. of guests that will talk, uh, of course, that have, that have watched Star Wars. And love it yeah. as much as I. As soon as we get done with that, go watch the second movie. Which is called? It's called... Uh, Oh my God! <laughs> bum, bum, Empire bum. Strikes Back. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There we go. No, I got it before. You got, I got it. it before. You, the you got it. And then Return of the Jedi. There you go. And I was proud you said Yay! A New Hope and not Star Wars. Hey, yeah. That's. Uh, oh, you've grown up so much, yeah. Daniel. You would be so proud. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, moving what, on. What would you do if I've actually watched Star Wars eighty-five times and just this was a long ten-year vicious cycle of me saying that I've never watched it and I could actually beat you at a trivia <laughs> a contest of it. Prank. First of all, first of all, I'd say you're a very evil person, <laughs> very evil. Second of all, I'd probably be happy. <laughs> like all this. T- That's what you would say. All this time we could have been talking about how awesome it is in Europe. No, actually, the second thing I would say, you are a damn good actor. <laughs> that would be the second thing. Hat on the but back. But you already knew that. <laughs> uh, rounding out kind of the uh, logistics of the movie uh, it was nominated for two Academy Awards uh, both for sound and visual effects which via, the visual effects were done by ILM uh, the sound was done by Ben Bird who also did all, all the Star Wars's Star Wars E's was the <laughs> plural on that Star Wars I. <laughs> Star Wars Saga <laughs> uh, and unfortunately neither one they didn't win for sound or visual effects the movie that beat them Who Framed Roger Rabbit I, that's one of my favorite movies as well. <laughs> I, I love that movie, yeah, but, but it doesn't hold a candle to I mean, some of the things. I can sound. I can see that visual effects. I mean, it was definitely unique for the time, but that had been done before and like sure. more crudely. Yeah. Even Roger Rabbit, it was a big deal for it. You know, it definitely looked good. It was great visual effects, but to me, Willow, you had a lot of the, everything on Willow was on set, with the exception of the very first time a morph was seen on film, which was when Willow yeah. fully transforms Finnezel. That was the first time that had ever been done in a movie. So that was very groundbreaking. Yeah. Uh, Roger Rabbit, they had done similar things, you know, integrating live action with animation before. Still phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, everybody. Roger Rabbit's an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. To me, I would definitely have given the Academy Award to Willow over Roger Rabbit. I don't know what else was nominated, so I can't comment on was that. Was that year, what, 96 or something where Starship Troopers was nominated yet yeah, didn't I mean, win. Yeah, I think Starship Troopers, I think, lost to Titanic. Titanic? I think so. If I, oh, I mean, Titanic's done some stuff too, but Starship Troopers still looks amazing to this day. Oh, yeah. And, mm. I mean, in its defense, I mean, because, of course, we just passed the 100th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic, yeah. so they've been showing it all over TV. That movie still looks great. Yeah. As oh, far definitely. as the effects. You know, I mean, great I, effects. I really in enjoy it. Titanic. Uh, but, I mean, like you said, I would agree. Starship Troopers, that's, <laughs> that movie still looks awesome. It's like going back and watching Jurassic Park. It still looks better okay. than half the movies that come out today. It's amazing, like how you know Jurassic Park's mm. probably getting on close to twenty. I think it was ninety six, maybe when it came out. Ooh, Jurassic Park. I thought it was ninety three. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. ninety three. It was somewhere early. Somewhere 93, early. Ninety three, ninety four. Oh, yeah, so I mean, it's we could look it up. <laughs> Pardon my cough, everybody. It is the year oh like Dana wins. Oh, we should have a year <laughs> quiz because you'll dominate. <laughs> maybe Jurassic Park came out in ninety three. It still looks like it was made yesterday. <laughs> Remember, kids. 
Uh, let's get some uh, trivia up for Willow real quick. Uh, before the main trivia. Yeah, before the, before the Battle Jesse of Wills. Jesse will explain to you guys yeah. later on in the podcast. Uh, here's some Stay trivia. Well, some of this uh, I knew mainly because of the Star Wars tie-ins, but some of it was new to me as well, so hopefully y'all will learn a thing or two. Uh, the characters of General Kale and the two-headed dragon, which is called the Ebersisk. Uh, Kale's named after a film critic called Pauline Kale. And the Ebersisk is obviously a combination of Siskel. Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert's names because it's sort of an in-joke because uh, both uh, Kale and Siskel and Ebert didn't like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like a jab at him yeah. in the movie. <laughs> uh, here's a quick thing, too. Uh, I, uh, the, uh, the Ebersisk, the two-headed dragon that spawns from the troll that Willow hits with Shalindria's wand and kicks in the water, it's modeled after a person. Do you know who it's modeled after? Yeah, I... I've read it, but I knew beforehand. Mm-hmm. It was modeled after Ron Howard's brother, Clint Howard. And he did that because he fits his brother in a cameo in every movie he's done, and he couldn't find a place for him in Willow, so he modeled the, the Eversisk after him. And uh, we're just kind of giggling uh, on Google, if you Google it. Uh, they actually have a side-by-side comparison, not of the Eversisk <laughs> and Clint Howard, but the Eversisk <laughs> and George Lucas, and it's uncanny. <laughs> it's modern George Lucas with his gullet. So it's it, it definitely looks like George Lucas now. So mm-hmm. that's a funny fact. Uh, but also, uh, starting with the Star Wars tie-ins, uh, R2-D2 himself, the actor, Kenny Baker, he is one of the Nellon musicians during the, uh, pre, the, like the <laughs> festival going on. Yeah. Uh, I saw him in there. I didn't pay attention to which instrument he was actually playing. I think it was kind of the fiddle-looking one. I wouldn't know. He's one of those. Yeah. Uh, so that's, a, that's one Star Wars tie-in. Uh, we mentioned also, again, like we said, uh, it was the first film to use morphing. Uh, and also, there was never a sequel made, although they should still do it, get Val in shape, pump it out. Uh, but there were three books that continued the saga. Uh, collectively, they're called, they were known as the Chronicles of the Shadow War. Uh, the first one was Shadow Moon. The second was Shadow Dawn. The, the third and final one was called Shadow Star. Uh, what's awesome is they were actually written by the great X-Men scribe, Chris Claremont. And uh, I think George Lucas had story input, too, so... It's uh I, I I've read the first book I didn't finish it this was a long time ago I didn't kind of dig it it's it's very different in tone from the movie oh uh, Willow <laughs> I, goes I have by it ordered right now. now if you read it you definitely ought to like give a review of it yeah. just what like, what's his name I don't remember I mean is he prevalent in the book yeah I mean he's like he goes by a different name I, I want if I remember correctly because he doesn't want people to oh it's Willow Offgood the great hero who helped great kill bad bad Morda is it uh Mad Mortigan in it and, uh, as far as I read he wasn't oh. so. As if he, if he shows up later, I can't say. I'll still read. It wasn't him, a bad book. Kinda. It's just it wasn't. I was expecting you know a sequel to the movie, like in a in a that felt like the movie. And you say you only read the first one. I read like maybe half of it, okay. and then I think I went and read like the Dragonlance book that came out at that time because <laughs> I was big in that series back in the day. Uh, and a fun fact uh, about the Mad Mardigan character: Val actually improvised most of his lines. It, which is awesome to me, like mumbo jumbo. Yeah. I'm hungry. Go get me some eggs. Oh, Val act though. It's it's, <laughs> oh, it's not, oh. that's what he does in er, a lot was, of movies. I'm really scared. There's a There's pack a, here with an acorn pointing at, at me. me. Great, great lines. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, here's a funny fact too that I'll, I'll kind of giggle at. Uh, John Cusack read for the part. I am so glad that that did not go down. <laughs> Definitely, that would just be. I can't even. I don't mind with, John Cusack, but he would not have fit that role. He's not Mad Mardigan. He's like you know. <laughs> The quirky character. He would have. Yeah. He would have been a brownie. He would have been a good brownie. Yeah, makes sense. You know, but not. He would have been slightly Martin. depressed. <laughs> and pondering. He would have been the one that wanted the beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
there are three Wilhelm screams in this screams in this movie. Uh, if you don't know what the Wilhelm scream Ow! is, it's pretty much in <laughs> almost any movie I, that ever. Wasn't bad, but... That was it was a it was a close facsimile. <laughs> it's that scream. You I know if you're listening to this, you probably heard it. Uh, you, it's that scream like you just recognize, like, wow! You don't, I mean, again, we, we cannot imitate this scream. It's, it's legendary, but it's that scream you hear in Lord of the Rings, every Star Wars movie, Willow. I think it's even in Titanic. It's in, like, everything. Like, go <laughs> go YouTube it. Off I, thought it was, I thought it was in there more than three times. It was three. Oh, wow. Uh, there was one when, in the bar fight. There was, mm-hmm. one, uh, there was one in the wagon. The wagon after. And then in the that. end, uh, when the soldier gets shot by the arrows in the, in the final assault on Bob Mortis Castle... When they get shot and he falls off his horse, like, ah! No, I always thought there was one in the winter, like, up on top of the mountain. There could be. I could be off. Yeah. But I, I distinctly remember those three. Yeah. Because, like, oh, there it is again. Three of them. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's the sample for you. This is from the charge at Feather River. There it is, folks. <laughs> and in that same movie, it's used, like, five times. <laughs> There's two. Look, here's three. And it, uh, actually, Ben Burt, the sound designer of Star Wars, that's kind of his trademark. Any mm. movie that he does, he puts that scream in there. <laughs> you know, sometimes a little too many times, but, mm. but uh, uh, everybody recognizes that scream. Let's try to find the Willow one. It came out in the what, There it is. There it is. There it is. Okay, this will get, they're on the chariots. And the chariot <laughs> overturns, and he screams. The Wilhelm scream. I don't know Oh, yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> was it Beauty and the Beast? Oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, when he, when he goes out the window. <laughs> yep. Uh, here's, a, again, more Star Wars tie-ins. Uh, the word Daikini in Sanskrit means Skywalker. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, and Glad that's not... Or, glad that wasn't anything to do with trivia. Luke Daikini. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have got that one. But uh, the, the cool thing, uh, I didn't know this actually until I was... When I read that fact, there was another little aside to it. Uh, there's a lot of... Star Wars fans that want to get Willow tied into the Star Wars canon as being part of the Star Wars universe, being on a different planet. Mm. Uh, and actually, for an April Fool's joke on uh, one of the official Star Wars sites, for April Fool's, they sent out an announcement that Willow is part of Star Wars. April <laughs> Fool's, whatever. Yeah. But uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, it might as well tie it to it. I mean, it's obviously not Earth. Oh, yeah, we, d- we didn't talk about the very cute Laura Donnan, who oh, yeah. was played by twins. I don't write back, their names down. Yeah, but back in the day, uh, weren't if you were a child actor, you could only do a certain amount of hours a day. Mm-hmm. So that's why they had a lot of twin actors and things. Like well, they should just got the Olsen twins. I guess they were still fetuses then. Yeah. yeah or maybe less than fetus, <laughs> fetus eye. They were yeah. still zygotes. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is before that. Uh, and also, uh, adding fuel to the uh, is Willow part of the Star Wars universe debate. Uh, in The Phantom Menace, there's a scene at the pod race where Warwick Davis is sitting next to Jabba out of makeup. So it's just him. And uh, it's kind of jokingly called the Willow scene because he looks like Willow. Did not. He's got the same kind of hair. And like that's one thing people say, like, oh, toys it into Star Wars, that Willow sitting next to Jabba the Hutt. So yeah, I did not notice that. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a breezy. He kind of points. I think it's when Anakin does something, like uh, destroy, uh, wrecks one of the other racers. And then he like points, like, ah, it's like, oh, there's Willow. Sweet. Huh. So there's a young picture of him. Wow. <laughs> Look at that picture. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a shot from episode one. And he also played his friend, the Rodian. I don't know the little friend name. Yeah. See, I mean, that's like an older Willow. You got the crazy hair. Looks like a Nelwyn. A little peck sitting next to Jabba. But uh, also one thing about this movie, of course it was written by George Lucas. And like we mentioned before, he pretty much wrote this movie because he wanted to do The Hobbit and couldn't get the, the license to it. 
but if you look at this movie, it's very, very similar in structure to Star Wars. I mean, look at, I mean, character-wise too. Look at Willow. Obviously, Luke. Yeah. He has the quest to go, and he's the young, inexperienced person. Mad Mardigan, no, obviously Han Solo. You know the the reckless. You know. So uh, what you're telling me is I pretty much character. I, I should Star like Star Wars. Wars. Well, you basically <laughs> seen the medieval Star Wars. Yeah. Is all I'm getting at. And Nick Swartz is like Leia. Bath Morda is like the Emperor. And it's no stretch of the imagination to see General Kale as frickin' Vader <laughs> with a gorilla skull mask instead of a pseudo-futuristic samurai helmet. You know, so, and then uh, Finn Rizal is sort of like Obi-Wan, the one guiding, teaching, teaching Willow the ways of the Force or, or magic as it's called. <laughs> yep, so. So who was like uh, Mace Windu? Well, that's that's prequel oh, trilogy, right? Hey, that yeah. don't that don't apply. But uh, expanded it too much. Yeah. Who was uh, Jabba? Uh, Burgle Cut. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I got you. <laughs> Anything else? Giving Luke a hard uh, time for some uh, reason. Wedge. I mean, not Wedge. Uh, Biggs from episode. Well, you won't you won't know this till after your it birthday. Sound like Final Fantasy. You just said Biggs and well, Wedge. Well, I'll see. Well, see, since you haven't oh. seen Star Wars, if you've seen Star Wars, you know in every Final Fantasy, there's well, most of them there's a Biggs and Wedge. Or that's Vic, a reference. Vix or something. Vic Wedge and yeah. Biggs. But that's a reference to Luke's co-pilots in the Death Star trench run in A New Hope. His right. co-pilots are Biggs and Wedge. Biggs is here is his childhood friend. Okay, cause, so considering Willow is my favorite movie and Final Fantasy are some of my favorite games, you sh- there's, no, there's re- no reason for me not to like Star Wars. I mean, honestly, Daniel, there's no reason that you shouldn't have seen Star Wars. But besides the fact that, you know, <laughs> if I if we do this podcast and I hate Star Wars, how much flack I'm going to get from my buddies well, I mean, and stuff. You, you can hate it. I mean, <laughs> I won't think... Le- well, I, okay, no, that's a lie. I will think less of you as a human being. But Figured that. But knowing that you, you, know, that you love Willow, and it's practically written by the same dude, yeah, and it's and Star Wars is so much more epic in scale. I think you'll like. It. I mean, uh, Han Solo and Mad Mardigan were two of my childhood idols, pretty much. Yeah, you know, and I mean, again, they're once I'm you see Star Wars, it, you'll see the simi- similarities. Like even the structure, you know, they're going to bring the baby, you know, to in a strange they tra- traverse to a strange land, and that's when they kind of meet up with Mad Mardigan, aka Han Solo. Then they go on a bigger quest together. They, Sorsha, you know, the uh, the expanded fiction of Willow is that Sorsha was actually, she is a princess. Yeah. Princess Leia, Princess Sorsha. Who, who would Eric be? Uh, Chewie, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I thought maybe a little the, different type of Chewie. So the, the two brownies are R2-D2 and Ex- C-3PO? Exactly, exactly. Comic, there's a comic relief, and there's a tall one, there's a short one. Except mm. in Star Wars, R2-D2 is a smart one, and C-3PO is like the... More like the klutz and the goofy one. What? What? what wouldn't Migosh be Chewy? No, because what? Chew- Chewy? would be like Biggs or Wedge. Okay. Actually, it'd be kind of more like Wedge because well, no, you haven't seen Star Wars. <laughs> I can't go into that right now, <laughs> everybody. All right. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm never wrong about Star Wars, except like once or twice. Uh, but uh, one, oh, one thing I, we totally didn't do. We well, you obviously know we both love this movie to death, and normally when we uh, do this podcast, we'll ask Daniel what he thinks. Uh, so before we get into some of the real world stuff in the quiz, uh, this, we kind of went right into the fact, factual stuff of the movie and everything. Go ahead and like, give me, you know, well, how, why, the, why this movie is so dear to you and why you like it so much. I partly grew up on it, but always been a better like swords and sorcery type fan. Like love the old RPGs more than a, than any other. I used to play the Dragon Warriors, the Final Fantasies, Destiny, well, Destiny Vampire was... <laughs> All the Chinese dynasty stuff, but mm-hmm. anyway, just in in that in terms of that, and the thing that you know, 
as a as a kid, <laughs> I, I might be hope. I hope I don't offend anybody, but it's really cool <laughs> to see it. a a little guy carry mm-hmm. a movie or, yeah. or not carry it, but lead the movie. Yeah, I mean, of course, Mad Mortigan to me carries the movie. Like, yeah. any scene with him is that much better. Um, but this was like a groundbreaking film in oh, a yeah. sense that you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Warwick Davis says that, mentions that in the commentary, like you know, it's it a great role for all you know dwarves. Yeah, that I mean, he he was uh, the dwarf was a lead in the movie without makeup, without being a character. Like you know, in Leprechaun, he's in a sense the lead. He's the main topic of the movie, but he's you know again under makeup, and it's called Leprechaun. Leprechauns are not you know six foot six, so they and are just the, the long, <laughs> not the ones I've seen, lad. <laughs> I love epic storytelling in terms of. They have to travel to distant lands and stuff or, like or that. Or distant planets. Yeah. You know, such as Lord Tatooine like or the fact that Alderaan. This guy, you know, this guy's going through all this stuff just to help this baby out that he's known for, what, barely two days before mm-hmm. he brings it to the High Alvin. Just things like that. The, com- similar the comedy. To a young so Luke like, finding two droids that <laughs> say they're the property of an Obi-Wan Kenobi. One of, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie um, is when the Ebersis comes out. Mm-hmm. And Mad Mortigan oh, runs towards yeah, the enemies, and they're just like chilling and looking at them and stuff. It's like get him! <laughs> that's that is definitely one of like yeah. that that whole sequence. Like that's where you know the whole movie. He's like, I'm the greatest swordsman that ever lived. Give me a sword, Erica, when this war for you. You know, and then you see a little bit of it on the top, it, on of, the top of the mountain. But but then that's where Mad Mortigan single handedly oh, pretty man, much takes on an army. Me. It's yeah. so I just and I giggle too. Like when he comes out, and he's all you know he's he's in like rags and yeah. a dress, a torn dress, half the movie. There, there's. And then he comes I out in that armor. He's like, Willow, man, that catapult. And it's like, oh, what's going on? What the hell happened to you? <laughs> you idiot. Like, things, um, if I was to give this movie a score, I don't give, there's no such thing as a 10 out of 10. This is a 9.9 to me. Like, to me, it just doesn't get any better than that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, it, just, it is number one. It's not, there's no doubt on that. And like, uh, as far as, like, as my childhood goes, like, this is... I mean, Star Wars is always at the top. Yeah. I mean, but right next to it, I got Willow, Christopher Reeve, Superman, uh, Predator. You know, odd choice maybe for a child, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> this was the 80s. We got to watch rated R movies all the time. Uh, but I agree with everything you said. Uh, to me, this, they don't, and this, again, we kind of stress, we, uh, I believe we pretty much mention this once a week, but uh, they don't make movies like this anymore. Yeah. Uh, with regularity, sucks. I mean, Lord of the Rings is. You know that notwithstanding, because I mean that's that kind of brought this genre back. I'd say in a big sense. I mean, but you look between Willow, the the, the 80s when you had Willow and Legend and uh, Labyrinth, even you know those really heavy fantasy. Not this is a this is a medieval movie with fantasy elements. This this is a fantasy adventure they, movie. Uh, nowadays, it just doesn't work for people mm-hmm. like most people. It seems like yeah. They're too busy seeing their Twilight. Yeah, I mean, that, like that. And, I mean, yeah. Harry, po- Harry Potter is a fantasy movie. It, that's a fantasy yeah. film. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't hate the movies, but it, you know, to me, it's not I like, like Harry a, Potter. It's I mean, not a Star Wars it's, though. To it's me, not it's close not close to touching. But I think, but I think it's being older seeing it. You know, yeah. I would, I would like to think that if I was alive in '77 and saw Star Wars in the theater, no matter what age I was, I would still love it as passionately as I do. Not necessarily growing up with it, but because it's a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I still watch that movie and at the end have chills. I mean, it's, it's unparalleled storytelling and I mean it's it's something that's embedded in my psyche yeah. and same thing with Willow it's just I mean I remember crystal clearly scenes from that movie and dialogue mm. and 
it's just it's one of those things, especially being young. That that adds to it though. I, I definitely that is a, a part of it when you see at that age and when you're young, you tend to wa- you kind of latch on to movies. Oh yeah. Like and everybody had their favorite movie. We watch once a and day. You for watch it 50 repeatedly days yeah. over and over and over and over and over. And this was definitely one of them for me. And uh, kind of like we mentioned uh, earlier, like you know, uh, next 2013 will be the 25th anniversary of it, 25 years since it came out. Uh, and Warwick Davis even said on the commentary from the DVD special edition, which is a few years old now, but uh, there's still, you know, floating around talk of a, a sequel eventually, which would be awesome, but <laughs> you have to have the character. You know, I hope they do it. Lucas is involved, and he's not, doesn't screw it up like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and it's done, you know, right. Yeah. Which, well, honestly, if Try to get Howard involved, the helmet again probably if he wouldn't. Wants like you mentioned before, a lot of them are dead now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could say it's, you know, so many years later. Which would, you know, all these people died because because yeah. Willow looks older. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, but, I mean, Kel what? dies anyway. You know? Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> well, Finn Rizal's dead. By the so. actors, yeah. Uh, well, anything? Any before we get on to like the some of the real world stuff in the quiz? Anything? You know how you had that talk in Big Trouble in Little China about that that thing that scared that yeah. would have scared me when I was little. Willow had a sort of one whenever. Let me guess. Uh, is it when uh, Finn Rizal moves Bev Morta's? thing off her face and she's like ah! that one's that one's a i remember that one definitely mm. but to me just the whenever he threw this the, the uh, st- uh he used the wand on one of the trolls oh and, and, the tro- it, and it, it drops starts. and starts like the the the, the, <coughs> the thing grabbing the skin and pulling oh, yeah. it down that's and then it looked graphic. like yeah it looked like a bloody brain yeah that's what it reminded me of yeah, it was pretty gross that's that's one of those where i was like oh gosh yeah this <laughs> was a this was a pg too you know yeah. so uh that's pretty pretty graphic for a PG movie. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, that was the '80s, where you know, Spaceballs said "fuck," and you can't get away with that in a PG PG mm-hmm. movie anymore. You know, hey, there so was, it was a little different you back would then. See, but, yeah. What What was the movie? Uh, Clash of the Titans. The original had had boobs in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember okay, that was PG. And uh, Beastmaster Release had full. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Clash of the Titans, <laughs> check out Geekly Dose on the Awesome Podcast Network. Uh, but uh. Beastmaster had full. Uh, oh, yeah. I forget the slave chick's name, the cute redhead. Yeah. But uh, she was when he when Dar comes upon her and she's swimming buck naked yeah. and there's PG tits all over the place. Uh, fun- tits all over the place. <laughs> Don't, save that sound. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's a tits porno. All over the place. I'm just saying. But uh, also, uh, you know, Jaws uh, when it came out, it was uh, PG, mm. and it's uh, today. There's no way that movie would get a PG. Yeah, that movie is still. Ex- I mean ridiculously you have seen Jaws right yeah okay I watched well, it at your house okay well good I don't remember that <laughs> I've seen it so many times with so many people it all just blurs together but definitely like the, the movie ratings especially in the 80s and all that were so different oh, yeah. uh, Robocop uh, to me is still one of the most violent movies I've ever seen uh, and even for an 80s movie but it all uh, there was like they had to cut like maybe a few seconds out of the movie to avoid it from getting an X rating an X rating in the 80s which means wow. today that probably equal about maybe 10 minutes of footage and not just a few seconds. Uh, but they do have the Criterion DVD if anybody's interested in seeing these extra three seconds of footage or you probably can YouTube it. It's not really, it's not nothing really substantial opposed <laughs> to the other gore in the movie of, you know, people covered in toxic waste hitting, getting hit by cars and exploding. And Ain't nobody got time for that. You're right. So we should get on <laughs> with the show. Uh, but uh, t- to, we always kind of give you a few little things that were going on in the real world when Willow came out. Again, it came out in May, uh, on May 20th, 1988. Uh, Someone like you. As strangely enough, Adele was born May fifth, nineteen eighty-eight. Oh. So close to the release of the movie, uh, and 
when someone's born, someone unfortunately tends to die. I apologize die. for my senior ability. So, uh, so on May 8th, Robert Heinlein, the great sci-fi author, which we've talked about Starship yeah. Troopers this podcast. He wrote the book Starship Troopers, and also uh, he's oh. probably more famous, uh, more famously known for Stranger in a Strange Land, which is a really famous sci- mm-hmm. science fiction book. It's a really good book. Uh, I don't know if they've made a movie of that yet. Because they've done... Uh, I don't... I don't, I don't remember that so, title, for sure. Uh, much like with a lot of uh, older sci-fi, a lot of times they'll change the name. Like mm-hmm. Blade Runner, the name of the, the book that that's based off of, which is by Philip K. Dick, is called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Dicks? Like a man dick? <laughs> no. <laughs> Got surprisingly dirty on this episode of We apologize for the crudity of an episode talking about such a... Ch- that's that's what happens when you film. give Jesse time to well, we're, again, Willow was work PG. his magic. This, yeah. this show has an 80s PG, so <laughs> it gets... It goes down. But, uh, yeah, he passed away on May 8, 1988. Uh, and on the day that Willow was released, May 20th, that was when the Soviets withdrew from Afghanistan. Oh. Which, as we all know, on a certain day in September, the repercussions of that from the Al-Qaeda hating us and whatnot. Yep. Not to get into politics on this podcast. Mm-hmm. but uh, And then also, that was the same day that Microsoft released Windows 2.1. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> And now it is time for the Titans to battle. Oh, is it time? You guys <laughs> it is ready? It's time for the quiz. So explain it, Jesse. Explain it. Well, you can use your game show voice for this. Oh, okay. Well, if you if you uh, want to, go ahead. Jesse. Go ahead and play the intro first. And now, I'm scared. No, don't, don't. There's a a pack here with an acorn pointed at me. Awesome Podcast Network presents. Oh, I'm sorry. The Willow Trivia Challenge. This is the challenge. This is the game show. Welcome. This probably won't be the first. I mean, this will be the first. Won't be the last. There you go. That intro. Oh, I know. Kudos on the intro. That was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that was bad. We've never heard that until this moment. But uh, I know another one we could easily do. It's Ghostbusters whenever we review that. Maybe in another four episodes or so. There We we might have to. Make it an every four episode thing. It might have to be. We'll see. We'll wait and see. (laughs) We're going to play a game called Closest Two. <laughs> All right. Just to decide who goes first. This is not for points. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes has a tomato meter. Out of 100, what did Willow receive on the tomato meter? Go ahead. Whoever's first. Uh, Whoever's I'll, closest. I'll, Sent, uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, folks. Uh, since I know... It was kind of panned by critics, and that goes by critic and user uh-huh. reviews. I'll go, I'll say 73. 73%? I was actually, I wasn't going to do that. Did you the, say 74? No, no exactly. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. Price I was going right. to do what was in my mind, which was 60. 60. The actual answer is 46. Wow. That's, that that's, is, oh, I am God. appalled at that. Especially yep. when Big Trouble in Little China got what, 71%? Well, that no, no, it. no, no, no. That's the, that's the IMDB score, and, and it didn't deserve it. Continue. <laughs> okay, so Daniel will be our first up in round one. Can we steal questions if he can't get it? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. I'll, I'll explain the uh, categories. There's two categories, one called Closest to and one called Trivia. I cut credits out because y'all pretty much covered that in mm-hmm. the uh, game of memory at that point. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have round one, then there's going to be a bonus round, then round two, then a second bonus round, and then the final round. So. Sounds good. Let's start off with round one. You have two categories, closest to and trivia, and you have um, four each, one worth 10, 20, 30, or 40. Ooh. 
point. Interesting. It's like Jeopardy in terms of yes. I get to pick. <laughs> exactly. I'll start off low. So the 10 are point. you going to go with closest to or trivia? I'll do trivia. Trivia for 10? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Daniel Trey. All right. Trivia for 10. Play along at home. <laughs> <laughs> Which finger holds the power of the universe? Hit the buzzer whenever you can. This is so. Does it? Does it? Both of us do it. Both of you. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Why is it? I go first, I'm, and then you chose the categories. That's like oh, Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> Anybody well, can chime in. Your own finger. Your own finger is correct. Ten points to try. Well, I knew that, but didn't really know the okay, rules. You, so. Use the buzzer. You I'll put it closer to you for the next question. There you go. All right. So Trey one. He picks the next one. Uh, I'll go uh, trivia for. You said 10, 20, 30? I mean, or... Well, it's 20, 30, 40, you know. Uh, trivia for 30. For 30. What is the tagline of this movie? Oh, good question. Tick, uh, doc, tick, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. All right. Forget all you know or think you know is the correct answer. Hmm, sounds like behind the music or something yeah. one of those <laughs> you think you know but you have no idea of that one and like older movies have like odd taglines you know like modern ones have like you know if uh like for the new halloween it's like you know the night or uh i don't know whatever i can't no. i can't think of an example <laughs> oh, okay but uh they're they're a little more cliched in modern movies nowadays yeah 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 you know well, they're uh, easy to make fun older of, like, older movies aren't it's like a like they're a little then. yeah it's like what is this because uh, if you remember well you might not you probably don't remember Thanks. But uh, a lot of movies back in the day would just have the name of the movie and then the, and just the tagline on, with a yeah. black mm -hmm. background. So it's like, which I think is awesome. What is this about? What you know? This is pre IMDb and internet and everything. So you know, back then it was all it was a good way to promote it and like create buzz about it. Yeah. Good question, so. Jesse, because we should have known that. Like oh. we we should yeah, at least know the cover. tagline. Well, at least I got one good question. Let's see. Okay, so <laughs> Trey, like, back to oh again. You. I will go trivia for forty. Oh, 40. good question. Okay, Mad Mardigan was the son of what noble family? Wow. <laughs> this is bad. Oh, man. <laughs> I know he was a well, knight of Galadorn. I don't know his dad's name. This was the 40-point yeah. mm. question. I had to go big, man. Do you lose points? Not yet. We'll do that in round two. Okay. <laughs> I was going to just... We don't need to so be math ahead. into this. I was going to guess Galadorn. Correct. Bam. <laughs> I said that first. I know, but you, you didn't buzz. buzz. All right, that gives Daniel. Damn you, Trebek! <laughs> all right, you have the board. You got closest to all of them or trivia for 20? Closest to 20. Okay, the way this is played, closest to, if both people are wrong, closest answer wins, just like we did for okay. the intro. So we both give an answer. There's no time. Well, no, no, the no time. whoever gets it, because if y'all know the answer, okay. you got to okay. hit it, because there's only one right answer. I got you. So for 20, you said? Yep. I'm going to... I'm going to say this in as few words as possible. Budget. Oh, Daniel. It was 8.3 million? 15. Right, correct. Oh. 15. 15 million? Budget. That's not what I have here. That's what IMDb have. That's what I said earlier in the podcast. Oh, really? Oh, I thought it was... No, it was 35. 35. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're but... right. Where did, where did I get 15 from? I got 8.3 oh, because that's what you were made. Uh, Your first answer was wrong. Second yeah. one doesn't count. Making, making me believe wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. totally wrong. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, but you are closer, closer, but you are closer than the 8.3. Yeah. So you'd get the point. Yep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Had the wrong number. Knew it, but got the wrong. 
All right, so you have the board now. It's been uh, a very bad trivia in terms of what we've known. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a little more general. Uh, uh, I'll go again with trivia for... 20. There's only one. 20. Oh, there's yeah. only one of each yeah. for each? Okay, yeah, 20. 20. Name the dust carried by the brownies. Dust the broken heart. Dust of broken... You can't see who's buzzing in, but just you'll know the voice that <laughs> I know, speaks. I know. I can see it, and I'll say Trey or whatever, but that works. I think so, our voices are unique to where they can tell us apart. Right now, Trey has the lead oh, by only 10 points. Oh. So, not bad, not bad. All right, you have the board again. Closest uh, to, only one that's taken is 20. Uh, let's go. Let's get the big one out of the way. Closest to for 40. Ooh, 40. Because eventually, we'll, I guess we're going to go through all of them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so. Here we go. Runtime. Two hours and two minutes. My guess, I have a guess. Sure. Yeah, it's 126 to... minutes. That's correct. Two hours and six minutes? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> oh, Trey. Yeah, I knew I didn't have one. this in a bag. Oh, come on. Don't leave Here's why I know it. Already. On the DVD, it was playing through the credits because uh, Warwick Davis is still talking. Uh-huh. And then when it goes off on my DVD player, it shows the time, pops the time up. Oh, that's, that's nice. His DVD player <laughs> helped him win this. <laughs> okay, I helped you. So, so you got it. Um, 10 50 or point 30. lead. You can all change, Daniel. <laughs> I believe in you. 10 to 30. Uh, for closest to. We did all the trivia ones already? That's all. Yes. Okay, uh, so I'll, 30, we'll just work our way down. Okay. Academy Award nominations. Two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's 30 <laughs> points. All right. Last thing for 10. Get your buzzers ready. Release day. That was Daniel. May 20th, 1988. Correct. Which that was covered in the podcast. Bastard. That's a memory game. Using my on. research against me. <laughs> okay, we move on to the bonus round. This is the first bonus round. The way this works <laughs> is we have... I have a list of 25 names. Or no, not 25. A lot of names. (laughs) I got a lot of names from the movie. What we're going to do, lowest points start first. That would be, let's see, you're sitting at 80 points. I'm 10 behind, I think. No, 20 behind. Sitting at 90 points. Oh, no, you're not far away. 10 point difference. All right. So, um, I guess the lowest points decides whether they want to start first or not. Okay. The way this round works is you name a name, he names a name. Whoever's last to not name a name. Or, is is this yeah. characters or actors? Characters. Okay. Character names. All right. So um, do you want to start first or do you want him to start first? I'll start. Okay, go for it. Name one name and then he'll name a name and we'll keep keep it going until no one Willow off good. Willow, covered. Man Modigan. Yep. <laughs> Sorsha. Yep. Bavmorda. Finn Rizale. Yep. General Kale. Mm-hmm. Frangine. Rule. <laughs> Migosh. Burgo Cut. I could know. I know what you're gonna say. Like it's, that's funny to me. You might want to save your secret names for later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's. I think we're gonna run out on the same name. Eric. <laughs> Kaya. Mims. Renan. Uh huh. Vanco. Oh shit. Yeah, I got, I got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six names left on mine. Are you serious? Yep. Uh, oh, uh, Lug. Nah, I knew you were going to say. Uh, let's see here. 
Oh, it's oh no. no, it's like really hard. Yeah. Elora Donnan. Ah, I hope you didn't yep. see that on the screen. I saw her barely sticking out. I was like, I hope he doesn't see that. We have a neighbor. I didn't even yet. look at the screen. <laughs> yeah, you get that on the screen now. Oh, crap. Uh, Is there a time limit? Because I know two, another one. Three, four. Well, right now you're in the lead. Yeah. So if he uh, Shalindria. Ah, she got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, I got four name, uh, three names left. Okay. I guess if, I didn't plan on both of you <laughs> reaching the end of that. Uh, hold but on, you gotta give me, you gotta give me a points. little bit of time. While you're thinking, uh, there are three names that compose Shalindria's name. Is that a trivia question? What's that? Uh, her name is is taken from three names. Oh no, that's not Cheryl true. Howard, mm -hmm. which is Ron Howard's wife. Oh, I know uh, another one. Linda Ronstadt, and then somebody named Andrea. I think it's uh, the DP's wife or something. Hmm. So it's a combination of three. General Kale. I said you that one. Said oh no. I <laughs> <laughs> thought I had that one in the bag. No, uh, he already said that. Can I say the Eberlisk? Yes, that is on the oh, list. Okay. You can say that one because I'll say the High Alden. Alden. Yep, that's on the list as well. Mm -hmm. One name left. For the round. <laughs> For the round. Oh, gosh. Um, if you don't get it, though, I have to get the oh, points. Oh. Right? No, 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 you get the points because you were last to say one. Because he decided who went first, so I mean. Um, but if you get this, you both get the points, so really. Well, um, that's not fair. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't keep going when there's no yeah. names. Um, I guess start I with the, cat, the crew. The crew, yeah. First assistant director. You got a name background, yeah. Man. Trying to think of... Um, tick tock, tick tock. Names from... I don't want to let this linger, though, because I... Yeah, because it's dead air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we gathered here today to remember dead air. Dead. He died as he lived. <laughs> Weightless, invisible... Barely noticed, but sustaining all of us. We you now... are a sad, strange little man. <laughs> you have my pity. You are a toy! <laughs> Alright, looks like Trey's gonna win this one. Daniel. Uh, they <laughs> do right. mention somebody's cousin. Well, these are just characters that were actually no, in the movie. Helga, but... No, no, not people <laughs> I don't mentioned know. in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. These are people that were on the cast list with the name and everything. So, the name is, do you know? My only guess would be Priest. Just no. The priest she what's talks it, to like it, once. What's it start with? An E. Nah. <laughs> Puzzled looks in the room. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Nope. Ethna. Who is that? That's the chick that, that he was with. Lug's wife? I can't tell you. I just went by the, <laughs> the cast list. I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is either. I'll look it up at home, you know. Send an email to uh, 80 revisited at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us who Ethna is. <laughs> Moving on to round two. That, that was got, hard. That, got <laughs> that was hard. Like, thinking of every character in a movie. Y'all did it pretty easily. Reason no, but it's I mean, still I like didn't you, even think you'd get that far. You're pondering. <laughs> Yeah, so that puts... Okay, at the end of the bonus round, first bonus round, <coughs> Daniel's at 80. Trey, you are at 115. That's not too bad. Good job, Trey. I am the greatest quizzer who ever lived. <laughs> it has to be that chick in the bar. Yeah. Okay, on to round two. Same categories, different questions. A little harder, and you will lose points for this round. Oh, shite. So if you pick it, do you lose, or if you guess wrong, you lose? 
I'm gonna guess you guess wrong. You lose. Yeah, you guess okay, wrong. Okay, just, just like Jeopardy. Um, and the closest to one person gets points, the other person loses. Points. Ouch. So, oh, that's gonna be doubly that's bad. That's cutthroat. <laughs> All right, so um, Daniel has the lowest points. You choose. Closest to or trivia? All 10, 20, 30, 40. Not double. Trivia 30. Trivia for 30. Where does Willow first see Mad Mardigan? That was Daniel. The Daikini Crossroads? Correct. Yay. Plus 30 points for you. You have the board. Uh, closest to 20. Closest Ugh. to 20. Okay. I'm looking for a number. <laughs> as, as your hands... The hands circle the buzzer. Yeah, like, like a boat. <laughs> like sharks circling a boat. Circling a wounded seal. Opening weekend. 8.3. Oh, Trey, yes. 8.3. I got five. a million. I got it down to dollars. So if you want to... As, I might as well. That's cold-blooded. <laughs> might as well. I got, that, I'm, this is round two. It's, it's hardcore round two. See... So, because I'm going to be a butthole. Sure. Eight point. I haven't said what my 8.3 <laughs> is yet. Oh, well, go ahead. No, no, you, 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 you buzzed first. in after he said that first. <laughs> you answered you first. Have to name it. You answered first. Yeah, 8.3, zero, zero, zero. Because some of them are like this in this category, and some I, of them I'll are spot right. I'll do it. Okay. I thought you were going to go with 8.3. I'll say 8.3. How many how, how many digits down? All the way down. Holy Not crap. Not cents, though. 8,300,000. Four hundred sixty-two, sixty-three. Thirty-one. <laughs> How many? No, no, no sense. No sense. Just dollars. <laughs> so eight point three four seven six. Uh, I'll just go four seven six. Okay. I'll just go higher than that. Four seven seven seven. Yeah. Coward. Trey. Good job. Oh, that's what you get when you mess <laughs> with the Macho Man's ability to do digits. I could have said lower. And the beat that's goes on. Could have said lower. It was eight point three. Million. Okay, three hundred thousand one hundred sixty-nine. Skin on my teeth. <laughs> so twenty points to Trey, minus twenty to Daniel. I don't like minuses. That's, that's <laughs> cool. I don't like that category. <laughs> okay. Can we Trey not pick that board. one? Uh, trivia. Uh, we just did the what? The twenty. Thirty. Thirty. <laughs> let's do. Let's get the hard one out of the way. Let's do the forty. Trivia oh, for forty. Trivia for forty. Okay. Willow used two acorns in the movie. What did they... Go. He used it on one of the trolls, and he used it on Bab Morda. And? You didn't let me finish the question. He, so. it, it, <laughs> he missed the troll, and it actually hit a piece of wood on the bridge, turned it to stone, and then he... Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. Because the question was, what did they do, yeah. and where did he use them? You didn't yeah. say the stone part until you explained yourself. So I'll, well, you, I'll you take said that. he used it on Babmorda, but where is that? On it's, she caught it. I know, but end. where? What, what location was that? On top of the tower. Where? What, what tower? You know the tower. Yeah. I did not write that down, so we got. That's it. unfair. <laughs> Knockmar Castle. Mm -hmm. The first acorn was in Tirasline. Yeah. <laughs> on the support bridge to the west tower. It's amazing how like. Oh boy. The fireiness comes what, out. What was the GPS location on that? <laughs> 02.134. All right. Daniel, you have the board. 10 or 20 left in trivia, and all but the 20 on closest to. Closest to 40. Okay, I'll be looking for a date on this one. Filming started 
win. <laughs> no one's reaching for that buzzer. <laughs> I know the year. These are I all know the date. Be a guess. Go ahead and reach for it. Date filming started. Brains are at work here. I'm not guessing first because he's going to undercut yeah, me. I mean, y'all could just I'm gonna undercut you or overcut to. you. You choose not to and no one gets the point. So I'll give you a five, four, three. I want to say something just to two, like be ballsy. but One. Okay, no one said anything. Okay, my guess would have been uh, I'll tell you, if I March was, of 86. I would have guessed uh, when I was thinking was... Uh, That's 80, I mean, 80, March of 87, I'm sorry. Because it came out in 88. Yeah. What would you have said? I would have said December of 86. Oh. You would have been right. Ah! It was April 27th, 1987. Really close to today's wow. date. That yeah, is that is true. Pretty close. We're recording this on the 24th of April. Yeah. There we go. Almost 24, 20, 25 years <laughs> to the day. Well, at least there wasn't an 80 point change right there because that's what it would have been. So. All right. <coughs> next question. Or <clears throat> go ahead and pick the next category. Closest to 10. 10. <laughs> Gross earnings. Ooh, remember, this is the closest to this down to the dollar. Uh, fifty-seven million. I'll just go fifty-seven million three hundred thousand. Okay. Fifty-seven million five hundred thousand. The correct answer is fifty-seven million. Two hundred thousand. Gayness. Sixty. Gay isn't happy. I'm happy for Daniel. Eight hundred sixty-three. Daniel, you lose plus ten, 10 points. points. Trey, minus ten points. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. All right, Daniel, you have the board. <coughs> we got a closest two for what? Twenty left. Uh, thirty. Let's get that one out. The uh, I don't like closest two. I'd rather them get them done. All right, this one's a tough one. <laughs> You're probably not even going to reach for the buzzer on this one. Rental earnings. <laughs> <laughs> earnings for the rental of Willow. That would be interesting to know. Well, you're I, about to know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but do you want to take a stab at it? I, I can't take a stab. Cause I'm sure? As in, you can't take a stab if I ding in and give an answer? Yeah, because there's a 60-point swing. Do you yeah. want me to? No. <laughs> Spuzzer's broken. I'll say this is for all time. You kind of force him in the situation if you buzz in, you know? I'll say eight million. Eight million. In rental? Yeah. In like the, like. This is rental earnings. Since whatever, wherever you look. Since the beginning of time. Oh, <laughs> I'd say. I don't want to be an a-hole and undercut him, but I mean, you I think it's it. around there. I'd say, I guess, nine million at least. Nine million, and you said eight. Eight million. The correct answer is twenty-seven million. Wow! Wow! Eight hundred thirty-five thousand. That's crazy. I don't and know what a normal. Congrats. Well, you got to remember this is a cult film, more well, so. Yeah, that, that so is, you got to go with true. the rentals going to be high. So yeah. Austin Powers, the first one. Like if you look at like Office Space, I bet this the rental the rentals and are, the DVD see, sales. Yeah, are the that's high a good one. point. I it basically that. made the second Austin Powers because the first one did so well rental. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's what you got to look at. So that's a tray. Oh, Sixty point change right there. Yeah. 
down to 30 there, but plus... 30. I admire your courage for buzzing in, because I didn't want to. <laughs> it was all luck. Well, I mean, uh, <coughs> so far this round, you've earned 30 points, and Trey has earned 40 points, so it's not even that much of a difference so far. It will make a difference. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, we have two trivia questions left. 10 and 20. Trey has the board. Let's do 10, so we'll say the 20-point swing for the last question. There's no swing. Oh. Oh, oh you, I got what you meant. Yeah. There's no losing points unless you miss it, though. Okay. We won't miss these. For 10 points. I don't know. <laughs> they get, they get they're tricky. Mad Mardigan wore disguise. What was his name? This is my cousin, Hilda. Yes. Yeah. Correct. I thought you were about to say, what did he use for boobs? I was going to say cantaloupe. I know. I, An I, apple. I put a Green little break in there to see if y'all would Cousin Hilda. What's a breed? This doesn't count, but what color was his dress? Like it's a pink like, color? Yeah, yeah. True. Very true. I would have said fuchsia. Ooh, that probably would be wrong. closer as far as the color <laughs> spectrum, perhaps. All right. Last one for 20. Ooh, so exciting. Bavramorta, Queen Bavramorta, resided in which castle? Nakmar. <laughs> why do you point at him instead of buzzing in yourself? No, because I jokingly said, said, it said it earlier. Oh, that's why you got to buzz in. Y'all said a lot of these things. <coughs> All right, now we have a bonus round. This is it. Big bonus Daniel. round. How much points am I behind? Um. Oh, yeah, I guess I should do the points here. For those of you playing at home. <laughs> yeah. What do you add up your points at home? See where where you stand. Because um, you you buzzed in before. <laughs> <laughs> the audience at home buzzed in before. It's up. All right. Trey stands at one eighty five. Daniel, at one ten. How much is the bonus round? Bonus round. Do I even have a chance to win? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> we still have the final round, which is a bidding round. Oh, so. I got you. Oh lord, this is Jeopardy. <laughs> Well, th this round should be pretty quick. Okay, this is a bonus round. It's if he doubles me, though, it's game over before the final round. So. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> okay, this is uh, called Who Said It? Oh, this will be oh, fun. What's that, yeah. We buzz in or? Yeah, yeah, you buzz in just like normal. Um, it's going to be Willow and Mad Mardigan, two very different characters, so y'all should, should get this pretty well. Um, at the end, I've got six more as this is a bonus round of Who Said It, Warwick Davis or Val Kilmer. So we're going to go with 10 of the first. Warwick Davis or Val Kilmer as... in any movie they were in? Like for the... Are there real life? The real life quotes they've said. Okay. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry. You don't buzz in for this. You each give your answer. Okay. And then okay. I'll tell you who did it. So this is a bonus round. We'll say um, five points apiece. Sound good? Okay. All right. Here we go. The world's gone insane. Good men locked in cages, criminals running free. Mad Morgan. Yeah. Mad Morgan. <laughs> well, you gotta say these things. Okay. You say both say Mad Morgan. What do you need my help for? You're a sorcerer. That is correct. Alright, so you both got that right. Right, right? Right. Yeah. right. What are y'all in right. the zone or something? Not even. Talking. Okay, I'm, here we I'm go. seeing the movie in my mind and fast forwarding to the part you're saying. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I can't stand being in closed in places. Hmm. 
Was it I'd Willow or Mad Marty? I'd guess Willow. I'll go with Mad Morgan. Ooh, we finally got a different thing here. So you say Willow. You say no, I said Willow. He said Mad Morgan. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I gotta write all this crap down. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Answer. I'm a powerful sorcerer. It was Willow. Willow. It goes back to the the hubris of the character Daniel, to where. Being stuck in his village, as a, a small person, he yearned to, to be more, to explore. The, the, the quote of saying the small place is inherent to his situation in life, his, the, his place in the world, so to speak, and him coming out of that, trying to remember into the it. world. Do you remember where he said it? Mm, no. <laughs> if I had to guess, it'd be in the cage in the, at the top of the mountain in the snow. If I had to guess. I don't know. Anyway, on to the next one. The universe is a living creature like you and me. Hmm. I'm leaning towards one way, but I think it might be someone else. Answers. <coughs> Answers. Excuse me. Uh, oh, Willow. Uh. Trey. I'll say Willow. I think it was him. I'm a powerful sorcerer. <laughs> Correct. Willow, okay, next question. Let's see, universe like you and me. Alright. They're not after me, they want the baby. Hmm. <laughs> that could be either. Yes, again. I would guess. Mad Mardigan. Yeah, me too. Mad Mardigan, Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. Yeah! What do you need my help for? You're a sorcerer. The ding's gonna happen every time. <laughs> Alright, so you both got that run right. Alright, good. They're not after me, they're after the baby. Alright, here we go. Next question. This is war, not agriculture. That's, that's, that's Mad that, Morgan. Yeah, that'd have to be Mad Morgan. That'd have to be? That'd have to be. What do you need my help for? <laughs> You're a sorcerer. Alright. Next one. I can't remember all these things. What am I learning? That's Willow. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Willow. I'm a powerful sorcerer. <laughs> Very good. You can't hear the sound. <laughs> the people in the room that are yeah, watching this can't hear, can't hear the music. We have headphones. How about this? I feel like I can do anything. Mm. Very vague. <laughs> Jack Burton said that right. in Big Trouble in Little China, but he's not a choice. Uh... I would say... I would go with Mad, Mad Mardigan. Mardigan. After he gets hit with the... Mm -hmm. Two Mardigans? Yeah. I have a powerful oh. sorcerer. Oh, incorrect. Mm. No minus points. So y'all are lucky in that. <gasps> All right. A hundred horses, five or six wagons, and Mad Mardigan. 6,000 yeah. fools. Let Mad me Mardigan in the cage. Finish, man. <laughs> That's two fucks. Well, three now. You're a sorcerer. We're no longer PG-13. Well, there's only explicit or not, so it's, it's we already explicit passed that. Podcast. I'm just talking about the ratings thing. The 80s ratings. Get, oh. Getting up from earlier. Oh, we don't have to worry about that. This film, right. this podcast is rated PG-13 for the 80s. <laughs> if you listen to it any other decade, R. You can't let me die here, not when I want to help you. Mad Morgan. Mad Morgan. In the cage. What do you need my help for? You're a sorcerer. And... 
If you rest the baby on your shoulders, she'll stop crying. Willow. Yeah, Matt Morgan would say that. <laughs> Why? Because he doesn't know anything about baby. Because he gave the baby black root. You never give a baby black root. You know what black root is? Vanilla. Yeah. All right, now we're on. The I tried trip. to find some to like bring, so we could all chew on black root while we do the podcast. Couldn't find it except in like a liquid form, so that'd be nasty. <laughs> Just drink it. Rip it into like a toothpick. <laughs> Vanilla. Part two of this bonus round is Warwick Davis or Val Kilmer. This hmm. one will be a lot harder. So, here we go. Well, I sure had been looking for a comedy for years without any success. Val Kilmer. Damn. Yeah, because I, I don't really know any comedies. What will a like true leprechaun's kind of been looking for one? <laughs> that means he probably got one. So I'm thinking it's Mad Morning. Val Kilmer. Kilmer hasn't done he pre Willow. He did Top Secret. So I would assume I can't really think of any other comedies he did. Because he kind of became an action star after Willow and Top Gun. So I would, I would stick with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer? What do you need my help Yay! for? Yay! Sorcerer! Good. All right. I would like to play an average guy. I would have loved to play opposite John Candy in a movie. Warwick Davis. Yeah, that would have been a good thing, too. <laughs> I'm a powerful sorcerer. Could have been Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> Different version of, of Mice and Men. So far, <laughs> <laughs> the comedy version. All right. Uh, nothing's better than coming away from a film when people don't even recognize you because you've under, undergone a total transformation. Warwick well, Davis. Uh, yeah, Warwick Davis. I'm a powerful sorcerer. He'll always be Willow to me, Jesse. Yeah, when he's not wearing makeup, he's Willow. Acting is very immediate. I guess it could be either one. I'd go I'll with, go with I'd uh, guess Val. Yeah. Two for Val? Yeah. I, Based I'll on what you Val. said of how he acted on set, it seems <laughs> to me that that would be an accurate quote from Val Kilmer. What do you need my help Yay! for? You're a sorcerer. All right, this so far has not been a challenge for you guys. <laughs> All right, two more. I'm very wary of news on television. I would say Val Kilmer because he learned he was getting divorced on TV, so now he's wary of it. I don't know. I'm guessing Val. All right. Because I don't want to lose points. Val. I'll go with Val. What do you need my help for? <laughs> You're a sorcerer. You're a sorcerer. All right, last one. <gasps> a lot of old guys in movies are like cowboys. They talk like cowboys, and they dress like cowboys. <laughs> I like that quote. <laughs> uh, I would say Val because he's been yeah. in more movies than... Maybe Warwick maybe Davis, it's like so Tombstone gonna... during the film. <laughs> he said it yeah, Sam Elliott walks on set. He's like, "Oh, you went to costuming already? No, no I'm dressed like this." I came to work. Sam Elliott. <laughs> All right, two for me. Go to the back road, country. <laughs> what do you need my help for? Yay! Sorcerer. Right, that that, knock the real that stuff out. proves how much we love Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how'd y'all do in Bro the first love. round? Bro uh, love. <clears throat> We've got all but one. All but Daniel got all but one. No, we both got all but one. Oh, really? I believe so. We missed one that was we said Val, and I think it was Willow uh, Warwick Davis. I counted five, uh, eight for Daniel, nine for. Trey. No, we did have one where we picked the different yeah, ones. Picked different oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're gonna do some magic podcasting here because we're gonna give these guys some time to think about this final round. 
So we'll be right back. And we're back to the final round of the Willow Trivia Challenge. Brought to you by Awesome Podcast Network on the 80s Revisited Podcast. (laughs) All right. uh, (laughs) What I've asked our contestants to do, our hosts to do, uh, is to write down the first quotes of the following four characters. Mad Mardigan, Willow, Sorsha, and Babmorda. And the way the points will work, if they get none of them right, they lose their bid. If they get one right, they get their full bid. Two right, they get the full in half. Three and four right, a quarter for each of those. So, let's move on to this final round. What were your bids? My bid was 80. Bid of 80. Pretty light. But that'll... I bid everything I had. Whoa. Whoa. Big bid. Big bid. All right. Just if you didn't think... I believe you. (laughs) I trust you. All right. Do you trust me? Yes. <laughs> I was doing Aladdin. <laughs> Ninja! Okay, so Daniel bids 180. Trey bids 80. Let's see how this goes. First quote up, Mad Mardigan. Daniel, you said... Give me some water, peck. Trey says... Same thing. Exact same thing? Give me some water, you peck. That's what you wrote? I wrote just water, but... I didn't write the whole thing. Oh, you were just going to do it in real time. Yeah, I was going to imitate him as I said it. Okay, the actual quote is, Hey, Peck, get me some water or you die. I'll accept your answers. Okay. So, full bids are back. No one loses points. Next quote. Willow. Trey, you said, A baby. That's my kid. Oh, uh... Daniel, that's you say. I said don't touch it. You don't know where it's been. I think Trey's right. I think you might be right. I don't think I'm right, I guess. The correct answer. Aside from the yeah. Correct correct answer is, the first line Willow says in the movie is, I can't run off and play with you now. I've got work to do. I was closer. (laughs) I'm not taking closer on this line. You were both wrong. I know. No bonus there. Actually, my first inclination on that was when he's whipping the pig. They said, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was gonna be my first. Thing. You're like, no, it's first line. It's like not grunts, grunts, so, and yeah. the game is over not that for it me. Helped. Not yet. <laughs> I don't know the rest of them. Oh, you didn't write down anything? <laughs> I wrote down one, but I don't know. Okay, well let's see. It's strictly, who'd again. you write down? Sorsha. Okay, so we'll jump to Bavmorda. Trey, you said. Does it have the mark? Does it have the mark? Daniel, want to no. throw any guess? No, because I should have had it written down if I had something. Okay. The correct answer is, we will start the ritual at dusk. You're certain this is the one? Does it have... Yeah, see, second line. Does it have the mark? (laughs) (laughs) Not the second line of the movie. The first one. I misheard the question. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were looking for a second. All right. The final. Sorsha. Daniel? This was the guess. It was bring, uh, bring me the child. It's probably not it. My guess was Mother I. Mm. Mother I. In the throne room where she's talking to her and Kale. That's interesting. That's the first thing I think she says. I don't know. I, don't, I wasn't looking at her mouth. <laughs> Someone else throughout the movie. It? Like a ventriloquist in the corner over there? It's just blah, 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 blah. So, search all the. I'm pretty. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Look how beautiful I am. Might have something to do with searching all the, the women in the prison. Oh, room. that's a good point. Yeah. What? What he said. 
What do you say? Searching all the women. Yeah. Search, search all of the women. Hmm. But I didn't know. The correct answer is, she must have done something with the child. Why didn't the search? God, I thought she had more before that. Yeah. Or we suck. <laughs> and if I'm incorrect on any of these, send me send an, an email. email. <laughs> at 80sRevisited at gmail.com. So we just got back. Because there's a chance that I've been incorrect. You know, I just relied mm-hmm. on a uh, screenplay on the internet. Who knows <sighs> who inserted their own fan fiction into it or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, you both Davis. got one, right? Yep, so That's we keep good. our same scores, right? Ones. Yeah, pretty much keep your same scores. I guess, no, you add your bid, actually. Add your bid? Yeah. You bid your whole thing, 180. You bid 80. Ooh, let's mm. do some math. I didn't even think about that. I got that. 360, then. Ooh, that puts Daniel at 340. Huh? I bid you, my whole bid. I yeah. had 180. Yeah, you're at 360. You said 340. He's at 340. Oh, I thought you said if we got our, we get one right, we don't lose anything. No, you get your full bid. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then it multiplies. Oh, and then the multi- okay. multiplier. Yeah, if you would have got nothing, which is what I was expecting, to be honest, uh, yeah, you would have stayed afloat. You know, you would have stayed. Actually, no, you so were tied, huh? Is that what you your bid was for? No, he bid yeah. 80. Which was the difference between us. So if I Yeah, so y'all would have ended up on a tie. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Did you want a tie? <laughs> I was being nice. <laughs> yeah, I think you were. In hindsight, I'm being nice. I think you were. It lost you the game. So the final score is Trey, 340, Daniel, 360. Yay. Yay. I take it as a moral victory. A we're moral all winners victory. for listening and being part of this Yay! podcast. Yep, so that's it Congratulations. for the Willow Trivia Challenge. And we'll... Do another trivia challenge in the future. Yes, most likely, I would assume Ghostbusters. So um, you can't do it for Star Wars because somebody doesn't know mm-hmm. anything about Star Wars. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, I don't think that'll ever happen. <laughs> our next movie for next week, we're going to do The Terminator, the Arnold classic. We haven't yes. done an Arnold movie yet, and he is, when you think of the 80s, he's pretty much he, defines yeah. 80s cinema for most of it. So um, we'll do our first Arnold movie with The Terminator. We'll also talk about 2, 3, and Salvation a little bit. But again, it's going to be focused on the impact of the original Terminator. And... Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to say is normally, like back in our early podcast, we would record it on a Friday and normally get released on a Saturday or a Sunday. But we had to change our schedule around a little bit, so we're recording this actually on Tuesday. So most of our podcast from now on will be released on Wednesday, just letting you guys know if y'all are waiting for the new episodes. Hopefully you are. Mom, if you're listening, I know you're eagerly waiting for it, so <laughs> remember the new schedule. It always, Hi, well, hope, most of the time it'll be out on Wednesdays, guys. All right, and again, thank you guys for listening. And don't please don't forget, uh, if you like any aspect of this podcast, there's plenty more out there on the Awesome, awesome Podcast Network, both Duo Attack and Geekly Dose. Please check, check them out. out. Download them. Very funny, very informative. And signing off for 80s Revisited, I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Sanangelo. But our third guest, host. Oh, I'm Jesse Sedgley. <laughs> there you go. I'm see doing you my week. job as a producer. <laughs> All right, see you guys next week. Oh, scoot. Cowabunga! Hello and welcome to the latest episodes of 80s latest epi- uh, let's start over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a loud. Hey guys. Find this
this show and more at the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network.